This is the Indesa Members Memo, a podcast of the National Drug and Alcohol Screening Association. Indesa is 100% member-owned and is your industry voice. Six things collectors can do to help their clients. Providing collection services is often a complicated task when it comes to the variety of clients and their multiple expectations. Many clients don't fully understand the regulations or capabilities of a test and the process of the collection itself. While a collection site may seem like a narrow niche business, the reality is that they are often a centralized location for innumerable and sometimes conflicting protocols and expectations. Diplomacy, existing trust, or a convincing insistence is required with many of your customers. Here are six steps you can take to make it easier for everyone. Number one, have updated contact protocols for your DERs. If you only have the general number or even the number or email for an employer's third-party administrator, for example, you as a collector may not be able to effectively communicate issues like refusals, breath alcohol positives, and dealing with uncooperative employees. Ask each customer of yours specifically, what is the best number in case I need direct voice contact with you during the test? Ideally, you should have several numbers for the client where they can be easily reached. Number two, be willing to quickly call employers to double check on a protocol. For example, an employer has sent an employee in for a federal return to duty test, but has not indicated on a notification form that the test is to be under direct observation. Now, a quick phone call to nicely remind them of this requirement is fully appropriate. In many of these cases, It's not even a return to duty test, though the employee is technically returning to their duties. A true return to duty test means that the employee is returning after a violation. For most regulated employers, an employee returning to their job after a long absence may require a pre-employment test. And you can look up some of these specifics in 49 CFR part 382.301, for example. That's in the uh, motor carrier's regulations. Number three, while it is not required, give uncooperative donors fair warning that their actions may cause the test to end. Indesa has a conflict mitigation program training specifically for collectors and trainers. Uh, but for a disruptive employee, explain that their employer and not you may consider their actions as a refusal to test, which is a de facto positive. Document the entire interaction immediately afterwards and be as thorough as possible. You can also have the employee speak directly to their DER to hear it from the actual authority on the matter. Remember point one uh, from this list, which was get current and updated contact information. Well, this is exactly why. Number four, if you don't take appointments, encourage your employers to call or text ahead. Uh, Even a rough estimate of how many and what time certain employees may come in, that will help you arrange your day and maybe reallocate personnel or resources uh, to deal with it. Number five, read the regulations. Staying current with 49 CFR Part 40 will put meaning and background into your procedures. Understanding the actions that constitute a refusal will make your conversations with your clients and DERs much easier and easier for everyone to defend. They will be encouraged to know that uh, you're speaking about requirements and not your own preferences. If you perform unregulated tests, contact each device maker or 
laboratory and ask for their usage instructions or their device protocols and treat those as the regulations. In the absence of a regulation, a manufacturer guideline is probably the best authority. Number six, streamline your sign-in process. There are many new and innovative ways to achieve all of the required or desired paperwork for donor intake at the collection site. In a simple search, I found many, many apps uh, for a tablet that can be used to check in anyone, uh, record the average time and verify the employee through a signature on the screen, etc. Having staff manually enter in names and information into a computer often occupies more time than the test itself. TPAs often, I found, have the capability for a barcoded requisitions, test orders, or QR codes that contain all of the donor's information and the test information. And having an app or some ability to very simply scan that information to upload that is extremely beneficial. Now for walk-in clinics who also offer testing, it can also be simply recognizing that the testing process is often exempt from many of the insurance or HIPAA paperwork requirements. This is not always the case, but it can certainly save hours each day if it applies. Uh, the five sheets of paper on the clipboard may not be required. How does this help your client? Uh, when the employee gets back to work sooner, you are assisting in the benefit to the bottom line. So to review, one, make sure you have updated contact information for every DER. Two, call to double check if you are in doubt. Three, give uncooperative donors a calm explanation of their actions and how they may lead to an employer making a decision. Four, take appointments or encourage a heads up by phone or text. Five, read the regulations and specifically 49 CFR part 40. And six, streamline your intake process. All of these can be accomplished in minimal time and the benefits will be apparent to you and your clients. Thank you for listening to the Indesa Members Memo. Subscribe to hear all of our podcasts and join Indesa to access all of our professional industry resources. Visit us at ndasa.com.